This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Seagull Social, Series 2, Episode 34, two wins in a row. I'm joined with the standard two boys, Brian Anset and Maz Mezaday. Yeah, yeah. got to give us standard, a bit more of a yeah, thing than Jesus that. Standard Christ. two. That is well, who do you think we are, mate? Yeah. Do you know who we are? Standard yeah. boys. Do you, know, do you know who we think we are? <laughs> yeah, mid-off. Maz and Ryan having a mid-off now to see who's the better. Mid-off. Elbrook versus Astrid. Astrid versus Elbrook. Oh um, shit! No, how are, how are you two boys doing after <laughs> an unbelievable bank well, holiday, mate? I yeah, am, mate. yeah, I'm Go very on. happy, very happy. Um, physically, mm. I feel a bit shit, but you know, shit, saying, just mate. you know, uh, it's just life. I'm fit and firing, boys. Not gonna lie, uh, I'm but no, no, mentally, mentally, in terms of a footballing uh, perspective, I feel top of the world, baby. We're we're flying, mate. Even like this is how bad, this is how mad it's got here. <laughs> I was even, I speak to um, uh, big up Caden. Um, yeah, my cameraman in Brighton. Oh, yeah. uh, I was chatting to him on WhatsApp, and um, and uh, I even said that we'll beat Man City. That's how far this has gone now. <laughs> yeah. is, maybe, like, maybe just tile it down, down a little bit. How quickly <laughs> it changes, honestly. Literally, this like, is what, this what, is what three it's weeks ago, back on yeah. the six, back off six losses, and then you fast forward, and then we're saying that we could beat City. But um, let me quickly yeah. go to my weekend because this is insane. If my liver doesn't blow up by the end of this podcast, <laughs> I don't understand how. So Wednesday, I had off. And I literally just went to like spoons and we played some golf. That was fine, very chilled. And then Thursday, I had a big day sesh and night sesh as well. Friday, another friend's birthday. Don't know how we done that. Saturday morning at 8.45 in the morning, played in a charity football match, got home, then managed to get back into Hove to watch the Brighton match at 12.30 and then had another friend's birthday. And then Sunday, had lucky voice karaoke. By that point, my, my, my throat was screwed. And then back, we'd done that with the cousins. And then t- yesterday... With my dad's sixty-first birthday, and Happy somehow birthday. I am still here to live. To You're tell still alive. So yeah, it has been. Mate, insane. I can safely say after after having experienced you drink, I would probably be dead. Like, no, not probably. <laughs> I would have been dead after the first two days. I would be dead. Like, it's not even a question. So I don't know if there's sunburn or alcohol poisoning at this point, but <laughs> we, we move. Maybe both. Anyway, Maybe both. speaking of reds, see what I've done there. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the first incident into the uh, in the match. So I think. I feel like Kulusevski done his bit before in Wepu's first yellow. So, obviously, Kukurel and Kulu came together and mm. Kulusevski, like, hit back at him and almost That's clipped his chin. Whether he did, like, clip it or not, 
yeah. remains to be seen. But I don't know. I feel like if he had made contact with Cucurella, that could have, one, done some serious damage, and two, obviously been a straight red. But yeah. th- there's that line between like the intent and also not hitting him. So the fact he didn't hit him, but he, mm. I don't know, did he mean to? What do you boys think? Mads, I reckon you I, go first, mate. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I've got uh, my thoughts on this. So, yeah, so exactly what you said, Ben. It's all For me, it's all about intent because he don't. if you actually watch it really, really slowly, he doesn't really connect. So he, he's very lucky in that sense. I think that was his saving grace, uh, the fact that he didn't connect. Um, however, the intent was there. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he has... Some you know, proper he's, power he's behind got, it. Yeah, he's, he's he's tried to physically hurt Kukurea. It's not like a so, brush like that, is it? So it's like like it's like you said, Ben. It's a tough one between like intent and actually causing harm. So I don't know. It's a really tough one. I think just personally, I think the yellow was the right call in the end. I think because Kukurea, because if you if you see Kukurea, he does smash into him as well. Like Kukurea doesn't does do his bit as well. You got to you got to admit that he does sort of rile him up a bit. He does smash him in the back. So you can sort of say that you know Kukurea has had his part to play. Wound him up but, a bit. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, no. It if he got sent off, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. But the fact that he did it, I'm still like, do you know what I mean? It's one of them ones for me. It's one of those like where it could have gone either way. I would have been like, yeah, it's fair like enough. If you shot a bullet call. towards someone to try and kill him, but you missed, it's attempted murder. But yeah. not actual murder. Do you know what I mean? So maybe, yeah. uh, maybe that's why it warrants that's the yellow a, card. It's quite a good analogy, yeah. But yeah, yeah. for me, I, I think yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a very close call. But I think yellow was right just about in the end. But yeah, I know Ryan's got, uh, yeah. got a different view on this. I think yeah. it was red. Like I don't yeah. know. I just think it was red. Yeah, because I just elbowed him, didn't he? <laughs> he didn't try and get the ball, did he? No, didn't try and make a challenge. No, smacked him pretty much. I feel like it did he's, brush him as well. I yeah, he's gone for him. It's, it's a red card, like any yeah, other day, I, I any other game. Back. I read. I watched it back um, literally like a minute ago, but yeah, he, he does. He literally brushes him like in yeah. the tiny. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't really connect with him, but it, I think it's still a red. But then again, like saying that, we got away with it quite a lot. I think Mwepu, uh could have easily been sent off. I don't about. think. I don't think he did enough to get sent off. In in, to, in total, I think maybe you know the two yellow cards that the Spurs fans were a bit annoyed about. I don't think were yellow cards, um, but I definitely think obviously his first one was a yellow. But yeah, we'll go on to Mepo in a minute. But I think yeah, Kukure, I think it was a red. I, I, don't, know, I don't really yeah. see much else. Other than Last that. part. And me that. and my dad have been fans of football. Like we're always like hard nuts on it, and I still think we both said it's a red. Yeah, the Spurs are lucky that our players don't go down like they did. So imagine if Kane or Son was Cucurello in that situation and just got brushed. They would make such a big deal out of it. Yeah. Son particularly, because we've all seen what happened when he got like a ball really, really slowly kicked oh, yeah. at him and he went down. Exactly, like Cucurello saved him. Yeah, like if that was human song, I'm not just saying it. I guarantee you he'd go down and make such a meal out of it and try yeah, his he utmost best to get the other oh, player sent off. Every time I watch Son and Kane play, I can appreciate they're great players, but my God, are they cheats. Like they are, they just dive all the time. It drives me mad. So yeah, Son hundred percent would have done that. But Kukurea saved him. He literally, if he went down and was like, oh, you know, hundred percent he's getting sent off. I mean, hundred percent he's getting sent off. And you don't really see Kukurea go down and dive too much. We don't really have too no. much of that apart from maybe Trossard. We're he did not really get his revenge though, them. didn't he? That is the tricky one. Like, I don't know if he mm. meant it or not. I don't know. Mad directly meant yeah, it. You know, when they kind bit. of collide and Kukurella steps on Kulazewski's foot. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I, 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 I didn't did did, did get a chance to see that. No. Yeah, um, shortly yeah, afterwards I, as well. Yeah, that was a bit nasty, to be fair. I don't know if he how much, again, contact he made. But yeah, that was a bit nasty. So maybe... No, yeah, there's definitely contact there, that. but it's just whether he meant it because kind of, he kind of ran in front of yeah. Kukurella, I think. 
But yeah, I'm yeah. not sure whether he meant that. I think, I think maybe I mean, less so than Kulisevsky's though, because that was yeah. nasty. I mean, yeah. every Spurs fan that I know said it's a red as well. Like, I don't know any Tottenham fan that's actually said it's not. I've, yeah. My friends did for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a few defending <laughs> Kulisevsky. But yeah, I mean, look, I, really? I think, yeah, I think um, uh, with regards to it being a le- like you just talked about Mwepu, Ryan. Uh, I think he was quite lucky as well in cer- certain moments where he was a bit, he was a bit, he didn't do anything bad. Like, I don't think he did anything like outrageous, but it was just those uh, consistent, you know, fouls. And I think it was the high foot as well that uh, people were, were kicking off about saying that. Yeah, he I'd see it again. I don't understand how they could have, how they have any grounds to kick off about that. Ben Davies comes from behind, and Mepu's foot isn't mm. exactly high, as if he's just trying to bring it down a bit. And Ben Davies just throw, l- throws himself from behind. But Mepu has no idea where he's from, so I don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't really get that <laughs> argument. He's from Wales, mate. Yeah, yeah, different uh, worlds. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I feel like maybe if it was oh, one of our players, we'd obviously be trying to call for it. You want to get any any advantage you can, but mm. yeah, it's a, it's. A I think I think, I think that's what a lot of people were saying as well. They're like, oh, it's even, um, it's an it's evens now. Like Weppy should have been sent off. Kulisevsky should have been sent off. So it's like evens. That's what I saw a lot of people saying. Um, so it sort of evens itself out. But I don't, I don't, mm. obviously, football doesn't work that way. Like if you <laughs> if you if you should be sent off, you should be sent off. It doesn't it doesn't really work like yeah. that. But yeah, I saw a lot of people. Uh, using that kind of logic, swings that, and roundabouts. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like we, like you said, Brian, we did get our luck back from. Obviously, they had the Kulazewski luck with him not getting sent off, and then Mwepu then does this really stupid challenge on Pierre Emil Hoiberg, and proper catches him as well. And you think, yeah, that should really be the second yellow, but he did get away. Did get away of that properly. So I think I feel like the referee did. He did. To be fair to him, he's normally pretty. I think it was Craig Porce. He's normally pretty naff from when I watch him, but he actually handled that half really well. I think. Anyway, I don't know. If what and, and one thing, a final thing, I just want to say on and then Weppy thing is, um, I think I think Graham Potter, like for once, fair play to you, lad. He made a really good decision taking him off yeah. at half time because that could have that could have easily he could have come out second half and like you know he's you know he's an energetic high pace player. He could have just done a you know a silly little challenge and that's him off and we would have been down to ten men. And we probably wouldn't. Wouldn't have that have been so typical? Game. Like a few seasons yeah. ago, like he's our best player, comparing him to Yaya Torre the game before, <laughs> and then we're like, oh, he's going to be unbelievable against Spurs. Get sent off in like twenty minutes. Yeah. It yeah, would have yeah. been so typical. But, like, fair play, fair play to, to Potter. Like really, yeah. Like yeah. I, I think it's the first time I've seen him do like a halftime sub when it's not been forced. Um, yeah, so yeah, so it's really uh, refreshing to see him make a make a substitution because he obviously knew that yeah he was on thin thin ice and had to get him off. So yeah, fair play to to big GP for that. But yeah, they did all play well. So I was going to just say about Graham Potter because I was going to say I thought the first half, well, and the second half, to be honest, I thought it was a tactical masterclass from Potter. Again, it's two weeks in a row now. Absolutely spot on for absolutely isolated Tottenham, completely made them irrelevant. And it was so, so well done in the way we did it as well. It was beautiful football at times. The way we're knocking the ball around, but also how good we were. Um, in and out of possession was brilliant and what we've really really sorted out in the last couple of weeks and I said it a couple of, well a few weeks ago when we were on our bad run is how bad we were in transition with you know selling our centre backs and stuff and you know how we we're going to counteract that with our full backs we seem to have worked out a medium here and again Dunk, Feltman, Kukurea, Lamptey I thought were really good um, people questioning Lamptey maybe um, saying he's a bit out of form but I don't know. I think just because he's not taking on players like he used to doesn't mean to say he's having a bad game. He's just yeah. not stealing the show. Mm. But I just think overall, he's. I think Potter's been fantastic the last couple yeah. of weeks. And what really, really, really shows is I normally go to away games. I didn't go to Tottenham, but I will be going to Leeds and Wolves. But 
what really shows is how he comes up to the away fans after the games and he just oh, really, so nice. really, he really applauds them as well. At Arsenal, he did it. He really come up to him and you can tell he really means it, you know, and at Spurs, it looked like he did it again. He like, I really, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's getting what he deserves because I really like Graham Potter and you know, I'm glad, I'm really happy for him. Yeah. To organise a defence and to shut down Harry Kane like that and have him not have one single shot on target because yeah. they are so clinical. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah, obviously Son and Kane are like two, one of the two best inform attackers in the league at the moment. Mm. So to and shut them both down like that, and Kulisevsky as well, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. And even Sky Bet, they probably maybe saw the vision in it because they have done as one of their price boosts for Hurricane to have one shot on target at the whole, at the whole game. So that was that, like their price boost. Mm. And obviously he didn't have one, so they must have made a shitload of money and everyone that bet on that. Yeah. And it didn't come in. So maybe that's they really, saw that's a, they saw That's it. a really good point, actually. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I completely forgot that Spurs had zero shots all game. Like yeah, that is no that shots. is mad. like that is that is actually mental. On like yeah, on mm. target, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um it like it's mad to think because how potent as you guys have just said, how potent their attack is with Kane, Sun, Kulisevsky on flames as well. Like it's mad. Mm. And also as well, one one final thing as well I want to say about Potter as well. I think the the, the midfield three as well, the fact that he's now mm. in, like obviously Moda was uh, really unlucky because Again, boys, you know, I love my stats. Got a really good one here for you, boys. Um, so, ball progression, yeah. Pass and carry, central midfielders, 21-22 uh, season. So, Willock, surprisingly, leads... Um, sorry, ball progression by pass, uh, McGinn leads. And then, uh, ball progression by carry, uh, Willock leads. But, interesting for us, uh, Basuma's right up there with the likes of... Yeah, just, be like, be. just behind KDB. And Jakob Moda is just behind Kovacic's really? um, Tomane. Really? So again, that's yeah, like, surprising. yeah, that's and obviously I thought you know Moda being out of the, the team, obviously missing, etc. Like you know, it could be a big blow to us because we all know like he is amazing. Maybe his goal scoring isn't you know his finishing isn't yeah. great, but we all know how much he can bring to the, the team. And mm. then yeah, to bring in Saicedo, um and and Weppel obviously coming back from injury, and then obviously you know pair that with Basuma's form, and we'll get on to that. It's just been that three has been just you know. Man, what yeah, I think has been so refreshing. Yeah, what's so refreshing is again, Caicedo, the, his work rate is unbelievable. He's literally up and down all the time, tracking back. I can remember a time as well where he comes back, wins the ball in midfield, then drives it forward again, gives a good pass. His work rate is so, so good, and it really, really, really benefits our midfield. And yeah, okay, Mapu maybe didn't have his best game, but when both of them were on form against Arsenal, it's fantastic to watch. And again, Caicedo again comes in brilliant from start to finish and he was up and down he was chasing every loose ball he made everything his and I love to see it you know I love to see good working midfielders because that's what you need and especially in a team like Brighton you know team like Brighton we're we're one of those teams that has to outwork you know we have to outwork the other team and we've really really got that in abundance now and it's probably something that we wouldn't have been able to say so for that reason I would say and not just for the Ecuadorians maybe we could stat pad a few here but (laughs) the work rate of Kaiseido is unbelievable and I, I can see every bit of hype now as to why we've needed him because yeah. he's, he's just been an absolute breath of fresh air to the team. Do you remember when we signed him? The uh, It's like that the uh, Sky Sports scout guy. He's like the yeah, chief t- uh, scouting Phil guy. Phil yeah, Vickery, for South America and he was like yeah. raving. He was like one of the best prospects coming out of South America and yeah, we haven't yeah, seen yeah. it since we signed him and obviously he went on loan to Belgium and we didn't really see much because he was playing at like bottom of the league, Bearershoot, whatever they're called. Sorry, mm. Sorry for disrespect but yeah, yeah didn't really sure. see him. Yeah. We saw then a few yeah. like glimpses of it I think I remember him like juggling balls over people and things like that. And then obviously he got recalled and rightfully so. I'm so happy he has, but yeah. we're finally seeing that kind of potential that this guy, the scout was talking about back then. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, so uh, quickly if, on, on Moda, Maz, you're yeah, obviously saying that he was really high up on the leaderboard. He yeah. didn't really like start loads of games either. If I'm well, no. correct me, I'm wrong, but 
So to be that high up and only come, yeah. coming on the subs he's, more he's just, starting yeah, out. He's just behind Kovacic and KDB. And also, as well, finally, as well, for, for all the uh, Grobe, uh, or Pascal Grobe, however you want to say it, uh, haters. Gross. Uh, gross. gross, yeah, Grobe, gro gross, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he, um, he's actually, ball progression by a pass, he's one of the better midfielders in the Premier League. So he's up there with uh, the likes of Tillman. Uh, I can't even say his name. Tillman's. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, it just shows that, again, Pascal Gross, like... You know, everyone Mate, keeps Pascal's getting on his back. Really good. I really like, like him yeah. still. Yeah, really he hasn't been bad for weeks. Like even in our leave. bad run, even in our bad run, Pascal Gross is one of the best players. Him and McAllister were the ones I'd said every week that had a good game. Mm. And again, he's still he's still performing. I don't get the the thing over Pascal Gross. I don't Disrespect. get why people don't like him. It's just so mm. weird because he's he's easily one of the biggest Premier at least Premier League legends in club history. But he's easily one of the best signings we've made in club history as well. Oh, yeah, he's been fantastic for for years for us. He's he's gonna go down as a legend and mm. you know the, the chance so he'll probably leave in the summer because i've heard he's he's on yeah, he's probably really. on his way um yeah. but i don't i don't get it i don't get why people don't rate him because he's always top of the leaderboards for chance to create he's always top of the leaderboards for every stat always. you want to know he's just top assister he's he's fantastic he's got good work rate okay he might not be he as literally quick as runs else, that other matter. 14 account doesn't he he's always on top yeah. of the leaderboard every Everything. single weekend every yeah. weekend but um yeah let's get on to the uh the goal of course because I mean, we actually did get a little bit of luck in that, didn't we? There was a few yeah. little deflections here and there. Yeah. And then Christian Romero, well, who my mate rates so highly, and I'm so glad he kind of screwed up for that. He basically assisted Trossard. But yeah, and Dyer Trossard. as well. Uh, yeah. I, was, Dyer, I was about yeah. to say, Eric Dyer's still at the shops, I think, waiting for oh, yeah, Trossard Send him out to Portugal, mate. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being in He's that way. <laughs> like obviously losing 3-1 in the FA Cup is like a really cold night and then you, you're getting the sun on you tops off and then you see an 89th minute winner and Trossard this, runs over to you shushing away this, uh, home up a, in his ears this is a good one actually Ben um, this is, uh, two things on this actually so one you know that Footy Limbs account they called us yeah. up didn't they they were like they said oh, we're golf yeah golf golf, golf spectators yeah. so saying that the, the celebrations weren't wild which really I, I sort of I not half agree with, but like I sort of see where he's coming from. For our it, standards, to be fair, our away fans yeah, are unreal. So, yeah, like, but exactly. it was a twelve thirty. Like you're not going to yeah. be completely wasted like you're at Cellars. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then the second point. Also, people again. I saw another thread. Um, they're all questioning what is this celebration all about. Now, there's a yeah, few theories. There's a there's a few theories apparently. Now, one of them I read was this is this is brilliant. This just shows like social media is brilliant because like everyone has their theories. Like you know your dog and dog and their uncle have their theories. And this one guy was like, I've messaged Leonardo Trossard's mum, and, and, yeah. and I found out what it is. I was like, right. And apparently, it's a uh, Trossard's son has asked him that like a superhero or some shit and then so his son's asked him uh, to do it oh and really appara apparently I can sort of believe that you know yeah, I can sort yeah. of believe that it's whether, believable whether that guy random guy Jim Jim69 on Twitter knows <laughs> Trossard's mum yeah, yeah I, I don't know but... know Trossard's yeah. mum <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> but, yeah, but then I can believe it like uh, it's it's quite specific it is. isn't it you wouldn't yeah. do that for no reason it's, on yeah, that yeah, there's got to be a reason so on that celebration mate I've so I left my friend's birthday on the Saturday just to go to Chalk in Brighton because I knew my Spurs mates were there and I surprised them in there. And I've never seen so many kids that know Seagull Social in my life. There's at least five lads that were coming up to me. I was going up to them the whole time. We were, on the, we were on this podium, like doing the one nil. I'm not even kidding for like two hours straight doing that to my friends. We were all doing this constantly. It was absolutely amazing. And then Mate, we got when this, I go we got to every away game, this mad. Like, I, I love that. 
Like, every away so, game, people so come good. up like, oh, I love Seagull Social. Yeah, yeah. Love all that. Lo- yeah. Loads. It's great. Uh, seriously, the little fan base you got is class. But, yeah, um, Spurs away. No. Spurs away, West Ham away. I showed a load of love. So, yeah. On tr- but on Trossard, like, yeah, I'm I'm happy for Trossard as well, to be fair, because he went through a bit of a rough patch. And he, before, we were talking about him for player of the season, weren't we? We were saying how Trossard's been by far and wide one of our best players and he looks like he's coming back to that since we've yeah. been putting him up front yes he got a bit of luck but the way he took his goal was fantastic particularly yeah. in, the, Great in the last minute you know to take that touch and then beat Dyer and the finish was fantastic as you say mm-hmm. I thought yeah it's his top it's his top um, scoring season for Brighton so far isn't it? I think he's got six now he had five last couple of years um I, I, I love I love the guy's tweet. With it. Sorry, I can't remember who you two actually tweeted it, but he was like a Trossard playing left wing back, looking up one of the best wingers in the league, and then scoring an 89th minute winner against him. So what an unbelievable game! I think yeah. even like an uh, I'm not really into my foot uh, ultimate team, but apparently like he might even get an inform as like a left wing back. But I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> really? But yeah, he what an absolute performance from him. And uh, yeah. our false nine playing left wing back and getting a goal. So me from everyone, like I can't say a bad word about any other any other team. Last couple of weeks, we've been really, really that good, and that's what's so reassuring for us. I think is because before that, you know, we were talking about where's the fight, where's the passion, why aren't we doing anything? We we're talking about the midfield being lackluster. We we're talking about the fact we can't score for anything. We had a poor defence. We had goalkeeper was you know I said he was overrated, caused a lot of controversy. But now we've got. Everyone's just playing for each other again. And it's almost like we went through this little dip and now we're back onto this high again. And obviously against City tomorrow, which we'll get onto City in a bit, but that could be, you know, I'm not too fast if we go lose yeah, yeah. a few, you know, a few goals. Sorry, you get the annual 4 0 5 deal. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We'll get on, we'll get over it. But I just think, yeah, everyone's playing for each other again. And whether it's just because we've been playing two big games, but I think it's more reassuring to the fans and the fact that. We're showing we can play like how we know we can. And that's what's so big to me is we're playing football that we have played for so long and winning games again. We haven't been able to say that for a while. So it's quite refreshing to see. Here's a, here's a big question, though. and we have probably time we should speak about it. Is the difference of our, us winning two games on the trot because Mobile hasn't been in the starting lineup both games? This is a big question. This is a big question. And actually, um, as you say that, I found a, I found a quote. Um, from Potter about Mope. I think Richie Mills tweeted him. Let me just get it back up again. Um, but it was basically just saying about him being out. Yeah, shout out Richie, what a legend. Uh, thanks for letting me write for Sussex Life, mate. I love it. Um, but here we go. So it says Potter on Mope. Um, he's been fantastic. Of course, he is disappointed not to play. But at the same time, he's been a fantastic team player. He wants the team to win. And he's been a re- he's been really professional in training. So when he's called upon, he's ready to help the team. So basically saying he's, he's, he's happy to sit out by don't think he probably is. Um, yeah. Whether that means he's going to get a go maybe against City because we probably will refresh it a little bit. We've got a game on the Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Saturday yeah. or something? Sunday. Um, against Southampton. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we did put, bring him in, maybe rest a couple of players against City because a chance I will probably lose. Potter will see it as a free hit after winning two games in a row. Um, but yeah, Mope, like, it's a sticky one because obviously we always say about how much he brings to the team and now obviously we've taken him out and he's not actually been needed for the team. Whereas, I don't know, we, we've changed formations a lot. We've changed the way we play. We've changed with Caicedo, as I said, coming in. The difference in him is different. We've brought in six midfielders now with Basuma, with uh, Caicedo, McAllister, Gross. Um, I'm missing someone as well. Uh, as you say, McAllister, Basuma. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, well, point is, oh, yeah. midfield's been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Mepa as well, yeah. Midfield's been fantastic. Compliments Trossard a lot. Um 
it's not I don't think it's a fact of we're better without him I don't think it's a fact we're better with him it's more just we've changed styles and we've we've just accommodated without him which is probably more credit to Graham Potter than credit to Neil Mope either way or the other I think it's more just we've adapted to something else and it's worked for a couple of weeks there's no guarantee this works for the rest of the season there's no guarantee it even works next week but it's worked for the last couple of games and then, you know, if Mopé comes back against City and we somehow steal a 1-0 and he scores, everyone's going to be loving him well, again. I wouldn't be surprised so, if he does because obviously Welbeck's just played one half football and then obviously gets Arsenal mm. played. I'm pretty sure he's played. He's been good as well, by the way, yeah. Welbeck. I mean, yeah, so good. credit for taking over from Mopé. But Maz, what do you reckon? Do you think Mopé should deserves to play against City or should we keep Welbeck or would that be running a risk of injuring the injury-prone Welbeck? Yeah, uh, touching. Wood. I don't know. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think Ryan's right. I think uh, Potter will be uh, play like a sort of rotated eleven. Not not maybe eleven, but I'd see him doing sort of big wholesale changes just to keep the team fresh. And I think the way he'll look at it is like, right, let's let's keep our best players for Southampton, and yeah. you know, sort of City might be a bit of a write off. However, in saying that, uh, to answer the going back to the question of Mope, I don't know. It's a tough one. Is he like? Is he a system player? Does he does he benefit with? Certain different systems. Is he better with certain people alongside him? I think that they're all questions that Potter probably thinks to himself every day. And he's yeah. like, does he, you know, does he suit the system I want to play today? I think that's the key thing. It's like because it, every game, I think like, switches every it up. player is a system player. Like the the phrase "system player." I think every player is a system player. Everyone plays different in different systems, right? And I think Caicedo suits what we're doing now the best, and that's what's really been the difference. Yeah. It's got the best out of Basuma. Uh, it's got the best out of Trossard too. Yeah. But there's no, as I say, there's no guarantee that happens again. And I think, you know, we changed system again against City. Tr- Mope will be pinnacle of that, and that's what he's been. But it's just nice for him to not have that pressure to be the but top I still man. Don't, I don't think, you know? I don't know if Maz was saying this, but I've, maybe that's what I gathered. But it's more like, we, he ne- he's never consistently playing in a two or in it or on his own as a striker. Mm. Like, we've, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. had the conversations where we like him with Welbeck, and then we'll see it one game and it works really well. And then we won't see it again for like nine games, but... That's the though, isn't it? Yeah, it's the problem. That's because Potter loves changing it, but and obviously yeah, that's true. that is having an effect on Mope now. Yeah, but I think I think as as a, as a what Mope can bring to the team, I think he's brilliant. Like I think his yeah. work rate, his off the ball movement, uh, the way he brings other players into play. Like I think he's a very very good footballer. Unfortunately, just at times his finishing does let him down, which is which <laughs> is what he's got. He's yeah, got ninety nine attack. <laughs> he's got ninety nine attacking position in a like forty five yeah. finishing. That's <laughs> yeah, which yeah. back to goal. It's just, yeah, always I, goes I, back to goal. I think that's the biggest frustration as a fan, and I'm sure as Potter, as the manager, I think that's his biggest frustration with Mope. Is like, mm, sure. right, I'll, I'll put you on the pitch, you're going to get in the right positions, but are you going to score the goals? Maybe mm. not. So I think that's his biggest headache when it comes to Mope. But I don't think you could disregard the, the importance of Mope as a squad player. And I think um, Potter's quote that Ryan read out just summarizes it brilliantly. It's like mm. he is a great member of the squad, and to have him there is brilliant. To have him as an option as well, like if he doesn't start, having him as an option on the bench is brilliant because you know he can yeah. might come he might come on and pop a uh, you know do a little bit of shit or, or score a goal or like yeah. he'll, he'll affect the game in some capacity so I've always he, treated um, Mope as one of us I've always thought he, he really plays for the fans I think he's he actually gets it he really does care I get that a lot from Mope because even when we we're in our down moments you know a lot of these players it is easy to go missing it's easy to get away from the limelight Mope is always at the brunt of it and I think he's he just cares the most. And that's what I like about Neil. And I think that's why I like him so much. It's just because he seems to have that one-on-one connection with fans, which most players don't really have. Um, but yeah, I, I do like him. But yeah, we've been we've been good without him. So there's no need for him at the moment. But that could change in a week, could change in two weeks. It might not change for the rest of the season. But I suppose that's the joys of football. 
And I, I was, to be fair, I was quite surprised that when obviously we, I think we all thought and Weapon would come off in half time. And whether to, we saw obviously saw Danny Welbeck's number and not Mope's number, I was quite surprised that I thought maybe now it's time for Mope to come back in. But obviously, fair play to put to bring in Welbeck in. And yeah, I would would be surprised if we see Mope start against City, as we said, for fresh legs. Um, concentrate more on Southampton, I think, because that's where we'll probably get some points from. Um, and then mm. the other talking point, Eve Basuma, he's loving life now again, it seems, isn't he? He was doing like the Olays with the fans right at the end with Billy Reid, like saying he loves Tarek Lamps. He's saying he's the best right wing back in the world or right back in the world. It looks like he's playing for the shirt again. And whether mm. we were just kind of using that term willy-nilly or whether it's true, it does look like he's playing for the shirt again or whether he's mm. just coming back in form. And it's great to see, but... Yeah, what what are your thoughts on Basuma? Is he now playing for the shirt again? I thought the celebrations at the end of the game showed a lot. I think the yeah. way he he was really up for it, wasn't he? Uh, which was quite good to see. But yeah, the the, way, the thing he said about um, Lamptey, where he said he's the best right back in the yeah, world. Love, love that, love that. Um, yeah, that but great. yeah, I mean, it's it's a strange narrative, isn't it, around Brighton? Isn't it? There's so many split opinions on Basuma. I still do think he'll po- probably leave in the summer. Um, I've got that in my head, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's it's a strange one, but I think, I think as I say, there's a lot of narratives around. But it's good to see him playing again. It's good to see him happy again because you know that's what we need at the end of the day. We need players happy and wanting to play. And otherwise, if you don't have that, then you don't really have. It's much a bit toxic, squad. otherwise, isn't it? If you're playing someone that For really sure. you can tell, if you've got someone next to you that doesn't look like they give a shit, then it's going to have a big effect on you. <laughs> I, I, so. Exactly. I, I think yeah. I, I think what we talked about earlier about the whole midfield trio now, like how they all complement each other and stuff. I think that's had a massive impact, especially in the last two games on how Basuma's played. I think that's really sort of allowed him to be his. Because look, we all less knew, pressure as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. But we we we've all known like through, no matter what, Basuma has an immense amount of talent. Like he's a talented footballer who we know should be playing for a you know a top four club, so to speak, or a, a bigger club, whatever you want to you know brand it as. We all know that. Um, it's just his whether if he wants to play well one day or he, if he wants to influence the game and if he's on it mentally. We know he can. It's just that sometimes he isn't. <laughs> As we saw for the what the six games that we lost or seven games that we lost, yeah. he just wasn't there. He, you know, mentally wasn't there. But as soon as that, you know, that that mentality changed and he was back to I don't know enjoying his game again and having you know Caicedo and Memweapon alongside him, it seemed like he was back to his you know his old amazing self again. So I don't know. I think he's just a very much a. A confidence player, as I think, as you know, everyone can see he did that get, he did get dropped against Norris, didn't he? So maybe like he's kind yeah, of Potter's probably little, seen but... the improvement in Basuma. So he's hoping that by dropping Neil Mope now for the next few games, he'll see that same improvement. Obviously, hopefully, mm. we do. Maybe, yeah, I think yeah. it's a, it's a lot of pressure on these players. You know, these, these stand-up players in smaller clubs. There's a lot of pressure on them. You've got to perform all the time because the rest of the players aren't up to your standards. And I think that's what Neil's similar to as well. You know, he's he's been out of the team because you know he's he's been in amongst probably a lot the most pressure. Most of our players have for the last two seasons in a row, three seasons in a row. He gets the brunt of it all. Basuma's had that for a smaller portion, but probably the last three or four months since January. So you know, the, it's just the fun of being a, a big player at a small, you know, big fish in a small pond. It's just that's how it is. But I think with Basuma now, yeah, he's playing for it. Maybe we just put it down to the fact of Moises Caicedo effect. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think no, it's just, he's he's really brought a lot of energy and enthusiasm, yeah. and it's a, it's a new. It's a new dynamic. But no, it's 100%. good to see Basuma playing again and, and hopefully it has the same effect on Neil as well, as we say. And towards Thank the you. end of the season, obviously we've got X amount of games left. I, just, well, I want Kaiseli to learn as much as possible from Basuma before he leaves. Because I know you said he, you reckon he will leave. I 100% reckon he will leave. I'm sure Maz does as well and a lot of the Bryant yeah. fans. 
Um, mm. So I would just love Casado to learn as much as possible from Basuma because mm. he is the he is the perfect placement for Bears, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I and he's, he's not only that, but he's also got the you know we 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 joke about Lalana, but you know the, the likes of Lalana and Basuma around him, he's going to pick up a lot. You know, I think that's been quite evident in the way that. Caicedo plays it is very similar to Biss the way he runs um, the way he comes back and wins the ball that's so Ibisuma like he's done it so many times against Spurs didn't he so like, many he times he lost the ball once like towards the end of the game but he won it back like with like to a run straight back yeah. yeah and he sort so of like good. slides in from behind I know you're not allowed to technically do yeah. that anymore but he slides in from behind and somehow gets round the front of yeah, it hooks it and it, it is so, it's so good to see because it's like they're sort of like the modern day attribute that every talented midfielder has these days. You know, you've got to be able to win the ball from behind without taking the man. I'm pretty sure he did um, that for the goal, didn't he, I'm, I'm, uh, Ryan? I'm, yeah, I'm 99 sure. He I think, was that the goal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty right, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's one. Yeah, he like he hooked it back, won it, and then set off the the attack. I'm, I'm 99 yeah. sure. It might have been the goal. I can't remember if it was the goal or if it was another chance, but it was definitely Maybe, to Welbeck. Yeah. Whether that was the moment, I don't yeah. Remember. Um, my, my, my Spurs yeah. mate texted me instantly after that. It was like classic Basuma playing against Spurs, like unbelievable playing for his move away again because obviously he played unbelievable. <laughs> That could be another sort of angle. You could look at it if you were quite like a, 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 a what do you want to call it? I don't know what the word is now, but like you could look at it that way and be like, oh, is he just playing really well against the big clubs, Arsenal, Spurs, because he wants to get a move to one of the big you know, clubs? He knows is it's that, a bigger stage. Maybe. Yeah, he knows it's the biggest. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be more rise on the game. Mm. It's a 12.30 kickoff, live on TV. Uh, and I think the Arsenal game was also... No, no, that was, uh, that was just three. That was three p.m. Yeah, well, that's just because yeah, he loves yeah. Arsenal, though. I think. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah there you go. He wants, he wants to get a move to Arsenal. But yeah, that, that could be another theory. Like, if you want to get into theories and stuff, like, yeah, is he playing against the bigger club? Is he playing better against the bigger clubs because mm. you know to showcase his talents in the biggest stage? But let us yeah. know in the comments below. Do you think he's yeah, playing for a know. move away, or do you reckon he just has found some love for the club again? Let us know. And then to wrap things up, because I know we're short for time. Um, you will be hearing from us again probably on Thursday when we do this Man City yeah. matches. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, episode episode. Coming out. <laughs> but we've got our annual drill in against Man City coming up. Who's excited for that one? <laughs> right. On a Wednesday you know night, what, yeah. by the way. Cheers, lads. I actually don't think we're going to get smashed. I think it will be... I think we'll lose. But I don't think we'll get smashed because the way we've been under Potter recently, I can't see us getting smashed at the moment. I mean, maybe if we played them in that seven game period, if we played them after Burnley or something, then I'll be like, oh, God's sake, then they're going to lose. But now I think we could play for a decent sort of one nil loss, maybe a draw. You know what I mean? I would take that with open arms. We got, we, um, yeah, we lost only lost. Well, I say only lost. Yeah. We only lost one nil last, last year at the Etihad, didn't we? We yeah, could have, and we could have Percy Tau had a madness. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah Percy Tau. Yeah, yeah, he showed up. Yeah. Percy Tau, be there. No, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be negative at the minute because I just think there's too many reasons to be positive. And well, I can't. Let's be talk like... about negatives though. Unfortunately, Basuma has obviously he's now got like ten yellow cards this season or something like that, or maybe he's hit twenty. I don't even know. Maybe that's maybe it's cap. Surely not. Anyway, right. he's got yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. it's ten. Yeah, maybe maybe it's ten actually. But he's he's going to be suspended for the next two games. So he's actually missing right. the City game. And okay, obviously, well, yeah, well, and Wepu comes back, you've got Caicedo. Maybe maybe Alzate comes in, if we were having yeah, that. Yeah, Alzate, McAllister about. as well. I think, I th- I think they'll still yeah. play. Because, you know, we've got a very, very, very young midfield. I like our midfield a lot. Yeah, I'd always big them up. But we've got such a young midfield. There's so much talent in there, but they're all very young. They'll be able to play these games because they're not going to get tired. You know, they're not going to be lethargic I think they're just going to be up for it you know we get to play City again oh, let's go for it you know but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we're, actually, Matt, we're, 
we're playing City on the back of a loss, which not a lot of clubs can say. So obviously just lost three two to Liverpool in the FA Cup oh, semi final. Yeah, mm-hmm. Will that, that play was... a part, or do you think they're See, way too professional for that to affect them? Yeah, like for me, this big hype around like I saw loads of people going mad like, oh Liverpool just you know when it was the first half and they were winning three nil. I was like, oh yeah, Liverpool smashing Man City, blah blah blah. And I was like, let's be real, boys. They've absolutely rotated their whole eleven. That was that was literally their second string. Mm. Uh, they had sack saving, saving their team for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing <laughs> their best team for the league. No, but they're, they're obviously playing for the league. They're playing for the league in the Champions League, right? They want to get the double hundred percent. Obviously, the FA Cup would have been mm. a nice treble, but they are playing for the Premier League and the Champions League title. So for me, they're going to go all out against us. They're going to play their strongest eleven. They're going to proper go for it. And yeah, I know conscious of time, I'm going to go with a. Uh, 2-0 defeat uh, at the hands of Man City. Again, like Ryan said, I don't think we'll get smashed, but I think we will lose uh, 2-0. Mm, we'll see. And Ryan? Um, well, this is the last game before my little marathon of games. <laughs> to see off my 20... I'm gonna, I'll am going to. i be at 28 games by the end of the season, which is pretty decent going. Decent, yeah. I think I've done like nine aways because I've got Leeds and Wolves. So yeah, big little marathon coming after this. But before that, we've got to think about Man City. I'm going to go with... A, a 1-0 loss and be positive because I know it's not positive for Palace fans but oh, how can you celebrate a loss I, oh, such a... but no I think that if we lose 1-0 to City after having two good weeks I won't be too mad if we lose because we've had these two great games against Arsenal and Tottenham uh, North London's ours and now we can go to Manchester and sort of chill and I'd yeah take a 1-0 defeat I think that'd be fine yeah. I wouldn't really uh, too mind about that and just despite obviously, I guess we got clean sheet against Norwich, but so do most clubs, really. Um, we, we conceded a freak goal to Arsenal. So if you're putting your like fortunate Brighton hat on, we could say that was a, almost a clean sheet because that was a very, very fortunate deflection goal from Odegaard. Uh, and then obviously we get a, we lock up against Tottenham Hotspur, one of the best attacking teams in the league. So and we, we scored a, a lucky goal. Yeah, and we scored a lucky goal. You know, you make your own luck, right? We we make yeah. your own luck. And there's no reason why we can't go into Man City and have a bit of luck. And we I mean, love playing like, away from home, don't we? We're, we're, we we're like sixth or fifth uh, in the league sixth, for away yeah. games. Sixth, yeah. But we're not, we're not bad. Like, I don't think it's impossible to go to City and get something. Because, no, Palace do it. Palace have been Palace there a couple of times. It, yeah. and won. You know, It's not impossible to go there and turn up. I, I don't think we'll win, no. But I think there's, there's easily a point on the cards. If we play like how we have been, there's no reason why they couldn't be. Apart from the fact their team's worth a bill, but and if it, and if it's that. and if it's the empty ad, because let's be honest, like eight o'clock kickoff on a Wednesday, yeah, our Brighton fans are going, but who yeah. knows if City fans will turn up to that one? Um, but true. on that, I reckon, yeah, put them, put them some confidence in it, and maybe yeah, two one three one to City. Yeah, I reckon yeah, yeah. we could score potentially. I, do reckon, I reckon we, we can score. as well. I tell you what, though, actually, just on that, just before we end, I think what I've really noticed since going to all these big grounds this season is. The I get where this arrogance towards the small clubs come from. Now, when I was in the championship, we'd go to these away games in the championship, we'll go to games in the championship. You, you, we almost look down on the sort of Rotherhams and we look down on the Burtons and the Lutons. But then you play against City or you play against Liverpool or Tottenham or Arsenal. You can see where they get their arrogance from. You walk around this ground, right? You see the Emirates, right, in the middle of this street. And you just think, wow. You look That's around, you see it. their little, you see their big, like, what's it, the museum or whatever. And you're just like, you can see why they just don't care about us. Like, yeah. what's Brighton in this game to them? They don't care. Like, it's mad. And then you just think, yeah, that's actually levels. And that's why I think City will have tomorrow. It's going to be like, it's only Brighton, isn't it? It's not Champions League. Who cares? So they're just 
Pep's going to be playing. He he's fond of Potter. I know they've had their like. Uh, I mean the fans, not Pep. He'll oh, right, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more for the team. I think they will try. They will put some respect on him. Uh, Pep won't let mm. City think this is like going to be an easy one. Oh, 100 percent. No way. 100 yeah. oh, no, um, no way. But yeah, all right. Oh, oh well, hopefully sorry, just, we'll, just oh, final one. Sorry, really, really quickly. Sorry, I was going to bring this up earlier, but I just completely forgot. Um, just quickly, really, like 30 seconds each. Do we think Webster will, will, will come back into the team? Obviously, he's been out. I know Kukurei's obviously been playing really well at that centre half position. Mm, good do you think Do you think Webster will come back in? If it ain't he, broke, don't fix could, it. I think he could. No, yeah. but I think he could start. If we're talking about rotation, it would be a good opportunity for him to start playing. Is, I that, think, again, is that the game shout, you want to throw into, out Richie though? Mills, though. I think he asked, he asked Potter um, how many minutes will get uh, Webster get against uh, Tottenham. And I think Potter said like some joke being like, oh, he'll probably get 10 minutes. And kind of just like oh, I don't know how many minutes he'll get. Mate, it's probably rushing him too soon. So yeah, maybe well, half thing, football. I, but does he make half-time changes? Unless does, does he throw? Does he throw him in against Man City? I just don't see it. I don't personally. think so. I, yeah. I personally, I'm not a football manager, so my opinion doesn't hold any weight. Save, but I personally saving him for Southampton, maybe. I yeah, I think as I say that if there's no if it's not broke, don't fix it. I know we'll make some changes, but our our defense has adapted now. We've we've worked out a system that complements it and it works until this summer when we probably change it. But I just don't see why you'd put Webster in now against City, where his confidence isn't exactly going to be helped if you're coming up against Bernardo Silvers and stuff. So you know they've just signed Erling Haaland, haven't they? I mean it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah, so I just I don't know. I personally wouldn't. Just, just yeah. for one, a confidence base, and two, the fact we've actually managed to work out a system that works. I don't know At why you wouldn't. Yeah, 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 just, just let it go until it maybe dies, and if it dies, then bring Webster back in the Southampton. Yeah, All right. I like it. There you well, go. let's let's wrap up. Um, obviously, boys, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope everyone listening, if you enjoyed it, and if you did, obviously, smash that subscribe button for good luck for twelve years. Uh, comment below. <laughs> what should they comment below? Uh, Kaiseido effect. London yeah. is North London is blue and white. Surely. Oh yeah, yeah. North London is blue. Yeah, North London is blue and white. I think we might make yeah. that the pot if not. Um, yeah. And then obviously leave a review on Spotify and Apple because you're a bunch of legends. And we will see you on Thursday at hopefully 5 p.m. if everything goes to plan. When we Peace. beat a Man City. Yeah. yeah, when we beat a City. Peace. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.